The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While people were listening to Jesus speak, he proceeded to tell a parable because he was near Jerusalem, and they thought that the kingdom of God would appear there immediately. So he said, A nobleman went off to a distant country to obtain the kingship for himself and then to return. He called ten of his servants and gave them ten gold coins and told them, Engage in trade with these until I return. His fellow citizens, however, despised him and sent a delegation after him to announce, We do not want this man to be our king. But when he returned after obtaining the kingship, he had the servants called to whom he had given the money to to learn what they had gained by trading. The first came forward and said, Sir, your gold coin has earned ten additional ones. He replied, Well done, good servant. You have been faithful in this very small matter. Take charge of ten cities. Then the second came and reported, Your gold coin, sir, has earned five more. And to this servant, too, he said, You, take charge of five cities. Then the other servant came and said, Sir, here is your gold coin. I kept it stored away in a handkerchief, for I was afraid of you, because you are a demanding man. You take up what you did not lay down, and you harvest what you did not plant. He said to him, With your own words I shall condemn you, you wicked servant. You knew I was a demanding man, taking up what I did not lay down and harvesting what I did not plant. Why did you not put my money in a bank? Then on my return I would have collected it with interest. And to those standing by he said, Take the gold coin from him and give it to the servant who has ten. But they said to him, Sir, he has ten gold coins. He replied, I tell you, to everyone who has, more will be given. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. Now as for those enemies of mine who did not want me as their king, bring them here and slay them before me. After he had said this, he proceeded on his journey to up to Jerusalem. The Gospel of the Lord. How's that saying go? The devil is in the details. It's such an interesting saying. Because details are really important, sometimes. And sometimes details can really distract us. And we're going through that first reading, they, they start to describe these, these four images, right? These four people that are ultimately attributed to the images of the Gospels. And there's detail there, and that's, that's helpful, I suppose. But you listen to this, this parable today, and it's very similar to uh, the parable of the talents. Uh, in Luke, it's considered the parable of the pounds, for whatever reason. And there's this detail that, for whatever reason, just continually distracts me. Early on, it says, he called ten of his servants and gave them ten gold coins. We only hear from three servants later on. What happened to the other seven? Now, in one sense, that detail maybe doesn't really matter. Maybe it doesn't prove or or is helpful for the parable as a whole, but some people could look at that and just get stuck. Where's the other seven guys? And if that's the case, we, we lose sight of the rest of the parable. This, this parable serves multiple purposes. On a, 
there's historical elements, there's moral elements, there's theological elements. So contextually, Jesus is at the end of this Gospel of Luke, on his way to Jerusalem, preparing for his crucifixion. The Jewish people who are following him, those disciples, are so much desiring and hopeful for King, Messiah, Savior. And from their Jewish tradition, the King, Messiah, Savior is one who's going to come with the sword. He's going to just wreak havoc on the, all the people that have um, put down the, the Israelites and the Jewish people. It's so, like that's their mindset. And they, they want that to happen now. Well, Jesus, in his own kingship, is kind of alluding to them that that's not going to happen immediately. Because his earthly kingdom was never the, the important factor. He actually, through his death and resurrection, highlights the heavenly kingdom. There's a distance. There's space. There's time. There's all these things that require uh, distance in the end. So that's the first point is a nobleman went off to a distant country to obtain the kingship. That's his own allusion to his, his, to his kingship. On the moral, you know, you have the, the element of the, the coins. Notice what he tells the servants. He just says to them, engage in trade with these until I return. He doesn't, I mean, you could presume from that, like, engage in trade and make me some money. But he tells them, like, take what I'm giving you and do something with it. So that third servant who comes back and says, here's your money. I was scared of you. Why is he so upset? Because he didn't do what was told to him. Take this thing and do something. So let's just, let's add more to the parable, okay? It's never a good idea to like take a parable of Jesus' parable and make another parable, but we're going to make the parable into a parable of a parable. Okay, so let's just make it for us because sometimes money can be confusing. Let's say... I go to each of you and I say, invite one person to Mass. And I go away on a, on a retreat and I come back and next week and you say, Father, I want to show you 10 people here at Mass. Whoa, good job. All right, go do 10 more things. Another person comes in, Father, I, I brought back five people. It's amazing. Father, I, I only brought myself. What the heck? I told you, go get, go invite someone. I, I know, but you're demanding and you're kind of scary. And I just, I just, I just didn't, I just didn't. The, the moral and the theological element to this is we are given responsibilities as disciples of Jesus Christ, which is to proclaim the gospel to others. Fear is not an excuse to not live out our call as disciples. So for that one who got 10, like, well, he already has 10. Why did you give him more? Because he did his job well. He knows what he's doing. So the person who invites 10 people, I'm like, go invite some more people. You clearly know what you're doing here. Maybe that's another way to consider this, that our king, Jesus Christ, doesn't have an earthly kingship. He has a heavenly one. It's at a distance. But he requires us in the time until, his, until the second coming, he requires us to take the treasure that is him 
and his church and to go and build it. So we can't out of fear say, I didn't do anything. That's a bad response. I, I can't, I don't want to presume this or whatever, but he says engage in trade, which probably means he knows that there's the potential that they will lose the money. So that's why I'm curious about this other seven. Lord, we, we went and we traded and we lost. We don't have your coin anymore. But you tried. You put in an effort. You did something. Father, I went and I invited, but no one came. But did you, did you try? Or did you just go home and sit on the couch and do nothing? So for us, what are we doing as disciples for Jesus? How are we, we taking this great gift, this talent, this coin, and sharing it with others? How are we engaging in trade? I would much rather, at the end of my life, go to the Lord and say, Lord, I, I tried it all, and I, I succeeded at times, and I failed at times, but I tried it all, as opposed to going and saying, you did nothing. You just sat there. And especially if it's out of fear. Because we know in other Gospels and other, in other narratives that, uh, especially when it comes to persecution and, and things, Jesus reminds us over and over again, I will take care of you, and I will provide what you need in the moment you need it. So fear for us shouldn't be our excuse. Uh, instead, zeal for others should be our desire.